You're on. So the iron, like I said, there's always ironies in a class that you don't plan for. Uh, today's shear, uh, I got the sponsor for a good amount of it uh, last night, and the sponsor, as you can, and that's and the sponsor, as you can see, uh, was Mr. Suisa of Elizabeth, New Jersey. Uh, he's actually from Eretz Yisrael. His family is Moroccan, and he was able, as you can see, to uh, someone I don't know who it was. But he had an agent of his uh, go to the gravesite in Morocco of his family. Uh, his father had died three years ago, and his father was one of the few people who knew where the graves were. And he didn't give it over to his family. Uh, so Mr. Suisa and his uh, sister and his brother uh, hired someone to try to discover the family gravesites. And when they found this grave, and I have a picture of it on my cell, which I, I can send to you, uh, they found the, Mr. Suisse's great-grandfather's grave. He'd heard about his great-grandfather, but to actually discover uh, the actual grave. And as you can see, he was actually, Reb David was born in 1822. And he died in 1938. Wow. Wow. I have the the grave marker, and he was called, it says on the grave marker, it says, Zakena Kasher. (laughs) And the great-grandson told me that he had heard from his father that he was one of the leaders of the shul and the head of the Hebrew Kedisha. Um, and I think thinking about a man born in 1822 I think is a good uh, segue into what we're going to talk about which of course is the corporate veil can you imagine in 1822 again although uh, corporations and banks were part of history and and were well known but clearly the industrial revolution uh, was about to take off and Jews were going to start playing uh, a, a role whether in terms of ownership or in terms of investment. And it's about the time of the mid-19th century that we start seeing chuvot that are unique and different about companies. And there are all sorts of Yiddish and Hebrew names for them. Uh, shares are called actions, fabrik, and there's all these different words that are popping up in the chuvas farm. Um, even even uh, appearing in one of the most popular works of the 19th century, the late 19th century, the Kitzur Shulchan Aruch, where he actually, in the laws of Ribis, speaks about the question about whether Jewish people can uh, be uh, depositors into a bank, basically, that would lend money from the collective, and you would get, you would receive interest based on those deposits. So the question was, well, here it's Jewish money, and it's maybe going to even Jewish uh, people are going to take money from the bank, and yet the people who are putting the money in the bank, the shareholders, so to speak, uh, are they, do they have to worry about the collection of, of, of interest? And the Kitzur Shulchanar, who's usually known as somewhat of a, you know, a, 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 a malakit, although he was much more than that. In his Svarim Penei Shlomo and Lechem Basimla, you could see that he was really a towering giant of, of a gone, but the Kitzur Shulchan Aruch is basically a popular work. Um, and yet, and that Sefer goes out of his way to emphasize that if you have a bank or a, a holding company, that's even though it's managed by non-Jews, and they make 
decisions. Since the monies are primarily monies that Jews have invested, that it would be uh, the person would be usher for actually investing in such a place, knowing that it would probably go and be lent out uh, at, at interest. Um, now, of course, uh, I have to tell you. So, what am I, why am I saying this? Because people were struggling with this idea. Uh, the kid sir was a machmir. He felt, uh, again, there's no Jews involved, it's something else. But being an investor, being someone who buys shares in something, basically, in the eyes of Rashomon Gansri, meant you're an owner. That whatever, however they dress it up. Now, the, the truth is, is that the secular world, and the corporate world, and the business world, and the legal world, doesn't view things in that way. When you are uh, an investor in, in, in a company, uh, when you are somebody that has given money or bought shares, um, are you, what are you? Um, are you, could, one could say maybe you're lending money. <laughs> maybe this is a way, maybe you're lending money to the company and they're going to give you a return. I think a lot of us look at it that way, um, but is that really true? Um, and what was what, what the postgame tried to understand is there something known as a real corporate identity? Meaning, yes, I'm an owner, but the type of owner I am is part of a corporation, part of a, a tsubur, so to speak, part of a gigantic conglomerate. And the type of identity I have is an identity, as we know, a limited liability corporation, an identity that won't allow my involvement. Uh, to uh, uh, open me up, and that's why, of course, it's called a corporate veil. It doesn't. It, uh, it shields me from being sued. It shields me from these type of things. Now, I thought it was interesting that the the term that the, and the corporate veil is not a rabbinic term. Corporate veil is is a term that's all it's all out there because we know how thin it is. It's not a corporate wall. It's not a corporate uh, uh, you know a shield. It's a veil. We all know that there are people behind it, and there's people's monies in it. And yet, although you can sense who these people are, who are there making the decisions, they are still not liable. That's why we call it a veil. And then halacha, how does this work? So before we get to, I have to tell you, I was involved as a die in two or three cases where this issue was one of the major points. Uh, the two cases that sprung to mind to me, uh, one of them was a um, one of them had to do with a, uh, a nursing home and a disagreement between a nursing home and a contractor that was supposed to provide things for that nursing home. And again, like all of these terrible cases, well, not terrible, but all these cases in the debate, the stuff was not written up specifically enough and everyone had his side and we actually thought that the contractor seemed to have a pretty good case that he was being stiffed by the nursing home uh, company for work. And the more fundamental question might be, if the corporation is a corporation, maybe they don't even have to go to business. Well, that's a good... They actually said something like that. What they actually said was, we felt, they said, hey, we don't even have anything. They said, we can show you our books, our, our corp... The Tovea came... The, the contractor named uh, Mr. Feigenbaum or Mr. Uh, uh, you know uh, Mr. Schwartz as his as, as the defendant, and Feigenbaum and Schwartz kept on saying it's not us, 
They kept on saying that, you know, you have, you say that I made a private deal with you. I was acting on behalf of the company. And right now, the company is now, doesn't really have the funds to be able to pay you. So therefore, we can't, we're here because we got a Hasmana from Besden. But they actually said that. They felt that they... Well, that was, if a corporation is not the individual, then the corporation wants to take somebody to court. Oh. Okay, so now you're now without. They're not bound by the court order. They're not. Well, that's a question. That's I'm not sure if I agree with that. <coughs> I, I, I think that the I, what the, the way again. So I discovered it in, in this way. In one way, where the 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 nitva uh, was in both cases, the nitva was a corporation. The corporation decided, hey, you, we can't be sued personally, and we don't really have the money, and therefore. Whatever you're going to find, you're probably not going to get paid anyway. That's what they told us. Um, the lawyer for the uh, for the plaintiff actually said that when you have a a closed company, that there's only a certain amount of people in charge, despite the fact that they have created the LLC or the corporation, that since they are controlling it, that this is merely a mask. And that they have access to the corporate funds, and they may be, and therefore they felt that if this, this is what the argument was, that if this was a, a huge corporation, that's one thing, deal with the corporation. Here they were talking about seven to ten uh, players who they felt really meant that this was just a partnership that was dressed up. So the difference is uh, maybe a public corporation. As opposed to a private company. Okay, so this okay. So in that in, in that case, by the way, just to tell you, David, what we did over there, we actually uh, went and, and discovered who were the. And again, this was based on a true of the Minchasitz book that I referenced in the blurb. That we actually decided that in a small company like this, where there are certain people that are making managerial decisions and changing things, that it would be wrong for them, at least as they were all religious Jews, to skirt the responsibility of paying. And we said, since you're anyway coming to us for a, as an, a court of arbitration, we felt that we could be machai of them, despite the fact that they were a corporation, because it was clear to us that the deal was made because they knew Mr. Schwartz. The deal was made in the back room in the shul. The deal was made as part of them as individuals. The contract that they hired was someone they came with and then they knew. We felt it would be duplicitous for them to all of a sudden say, okay, you know, in other words, the connection was made based on being a person. Everyone knows that you, you, you incorporate in order that you shouldn't get the huge of being sued by, by, your, by the people who work in the nursing homes or whatever it is and, 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 and be up the creek. But when you, when you stiff someone or someone for a job, we felt that the corporate veil was not really a, a true corporate veil. And this again, I, this so is you're a, saying if they put it up for bids and this guy just happened to win the bid, you may not feel the same way. Right. right. And so in other words, the, 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 so we were sort of like, you know, hedging our bets here. And we were saying, because this corporation is a very limited one, it's not, like you say, it's not one that's a huge one that's big, that's, that, that you could actually buy into publicly. Um, the other case that I was involved in uh, was a little more simple. That was actually a one-man show, a person who was a contractor. And again, he was a contractor, and almost every contractor uh, says LLC. 
And again, it was, uh, I'll build a good house for you company, whatever it was. And uh, again, he came to Bez and said that he is, oh, it's true. The com- we asked, okay, who else is in the corporation? Right? <laughs> okay, it's him. Okay, so, so a one man, again, in that case as well, we felt that, true, there is a corporation of existence, but that doesn't necessarily mean that he can't be held responsible. for responsible, especially since when we ask, you know, you said, let's take a look at your books and see if what you're saying is true. So those were the two situations where I personally, had, we had to deal with this. And I think it's probably for today, it's probably worthwhile to distinguish between the huge corporations. Rav Moshe, I mentioned Rav Moshe Feinstein in the, in the blurb, Rav Moshe also distinguishes between um, uh, people. The question comes up, of course, about Ribis, the question which was Shlomo Gansri dealt with. Rav Moshe deals with the question of Chametz on Pesach. What about the fact that the company that you're involved with is actually owning Chametz and dealing with Chametz, etc.? Um, Rav Moshe says that the, the principle, and you might have seen it, that if you are especially a non- uh, you don't make any decisions. You're just a small shareholder. You don't have what's called a... Uh, a Operating uh, uh, Right? You don't have 51% or whatever you can. So he says a small shareholder is basically just an investor. He's not. He doesn't get the din of an owner because Ramosha says, where does his ownership show itself? True, he can sell his share to someone else, but he can't necessarily come into the board and say, I want to see a difference. He can vote. Ah. So this is the problem. His votes, as Moshe assumes, is so small, it's going to be, it won't really mean much. However, that vote, if he takes a bunch of other small shareholders, they can maybe do something. So this is why the Rabbanim and Eretz Yisrael, and I mentioned the Rabbanut Roshi, sort of reject uh, Rav Moshe's approach. So again, Rav Moshe and and, and Rav Dayan Weiss both felt that the corporate veil can be pierced, and but it, it does shield people who are somewhat powerless, and they can't be held because they are clearly not the same as the machers and the people who control the company. But we all know a, uh, a corporate takeover can happen. Even the people that are supposedly running the show also have fiduciary responsibilities to the shareholders. It's hard to say that the people who manage the company are the complete owners, and and the others aren't. Again, if they own fifty-one percent of stock, well, then you can make a good case that they're right. really nothing or, to talk about, or, or or have a type of stock like in IDT's example, where there's certain types of controlling shares that have more votes than yeah. So however you want to calculate, the yeah, 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 right. So, so you're still an equity but, holder, but right, and you're still an equity holder, and you still are held responsible. It's not like you're the you are responsible to the other shareholders in some way, and you can be held. So it's a very it's a very slippery slope here to come up with an explanation that sort of like has to split the line. So I was very comfortable with ARPSOC because it was clear what we were dealing with was a small uh, a, a small unit. When it gets to be something larger, it's much harder to, to say that the people who control it are the true owners. Again, I don't know about IDT. You know, this is a public record. Um, I would assume that the family owns most of the control. 51%. What? 51%. Right, special shares. Right, and so therefore, if somebody would have a a case against them, could they say, "Well, we can go after their private monies, even the monies that have nothing to do with the actual company." If if Rav Moshe is right, if Rav Rav Weiss is right, then we could. 
because we, we can't go after, let's say, a small shareholder, but I would assume, you know, Howard or somebody else, you could say, listen, you know, I can go after you, and you can't claim bankruptcy in the company because you, it, it, this was all part of everything that, that you owe. That's the problem in approaching this uh, with Ramosha and, 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 and uh, the doctor of my wife's approach. I want to share with you a, a case, um, and, and it's interesting, uh, again, a, a, a case that came up in Eretz Yisrael, and I'm going to try to give you the, the, the bare bones. I had to change all the names I can drag now, so hang on, let me, let me find it. <laughs> yes, just the facts. That's right. So the facts are, yeah. I, 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 the the reason why I changed the names was the names really. Hold on. Why aren't they getting? Oh, here it is. Protect the innocent. Yeah. So in, in the in the actual files in Eretz Yisrael, they actually do not say the names. They only say the names of the lawyers, and they say the names of the um, and and the judges, right? And the towing. Uh-oh. This will work. Oh, okay. So let me try to make this a little larger. Okay. Can everybody see okay? Okay. So this was the case. It's a very complicated case, but I found it interesting. I think it, it puts in perspective a little bit. Let me go back to the top. Come on. Okay. So this was actually in Tel Aviv, and eventually, but it, there's actually, this was a case where they had five or six meetings, and then the case was redone completely after new evidence was found, and it looked like one of the judges actually was replaced. So I, I don't know all the background, but I was able to piece it together. So here's basically what happened. I changed the names here. Uh, I put all this in. Schwartz, the, the name in, in, in the original book, in the original, uh, if you go to the records, it just says Olive Bays, and it got very uh, confusing. So I came up with some names. Okay. Okay, so Schwartz has had a taina. Schwartz had a taina, and who is he bringing to? Who is he bringing to Besden? He's bringing Peril Zeiger. She is a widow, and Peril Zeiger's two children, Gidon and Leah Zeiger. Okay, the question is, Schwartz feels he is owed. Um, uh, uh, what is it called when you uh, not a finder's fee? He's owed like commission? a commission. A pretty giant commission. What does he feel he's owed a commission for? Well, the Zygers and their late husband built Kiryat, they built a city, they built a community. Okay, I came up with a name for it. They, I'm not sure which community it was, but they built a community. I called it uh, Tzadike Rishon. <laughs> the Rishon or Tzadik community. And uh, Schwartz says it was because of him that the land was found and it was changed from a, um, a, a farmland. He was able to use his hashba, uh, his influence, to change it from a farmland to a designation where it could be built as an as a actual city or a community. Okay. The, uh, the Almana and her two children said, we don't know anything. We don't know anything about about what you're talking about. We never heard about you. And uh, the guy, the only one who could really remember this is, <coughs> is Rav Zachariah Zeiger, who has already been dead. By this time, he had been dead uh, eight or nine years already. So since he's dead, he can't tell us. <coughs> um, so why all of a sudden now? Are they uh, so that was, one of, uh, that was one of their titles. He needed money. Why didn't Schwartz say anything? Why was why was Schwartz holding back? Isn't it a three-year 
Because it took time to develop that. It's not a question. Right. The development, actually, the bill, actually, Kiryat Sadike region was bought, uh, the piece of property was bought in 63, and I assume it took, it took probably about, there's this whole building, probably took about four or five years till it was up and running. Uh, and becoming profitable in order to be able. So maybe that's why, again, that was a big complaint against Schwartz. But you'll see the Besden was very, uh, was very, uh, sensitive and actually sympathetic to him. They also said that maybe, listen, we don't know you, but maybe our dad paid you. Now this gets into the aloha, those of you, Hilly's yeah. not here, but those of you that have been doing that, Yemi, know that we've been learning a lot about this idea that you saw him don't necessarily know what was going on with their with their with their dad. And because of that, Besden always has this responsibility to tie up for the assumption. Usually Besden is a, a fair broker and they don't they just think, okay, let me hear what you have to say. When it comes to the assumption who didn't know what was going on and now they're being because really Schwartz is is saying, hey, old man Zacharia, he was a rabbi, Zacharia's Iger owed me this money. Why? And, and he should have paid me back then. But the children are saying, hey, that we, are, we don't know what our father was doing. He had a star. Oh, so it wasn't a star. Nice star. It was a, right, a David, it was a Milval Pet. Milval Pet. It was a Milval Pet. And Milval Pet also. Is so he rich? What Milva? What Milva? You just said it was commission. Oh, so, okay. You're right. We'll see if there's a real debt or not. Is a commission considered a real debt or not? So basically, if there's an agreement, they said right. So it doesn't have to be a written agreement. So they said like a shit like and part of this chuva gets into. We might have to do a four parter on this, but part of this chuva, I haven't I haven't done anything even two parters yet. So you can vote if you want to have a two parter on this. But the second issue was maybe if somebody does a fake again like a shotgun. This comes up all the time for those of you that are in Shaduchim or have uh, boys or girls who are in Shaduchim and somebody suggests a Shidduch. Don't be surprised that there's going to be a knock on the door for a bill. Because if if, if a person has a need and someone now comes up and fills that need, (coughs) so that person has a right to claim that, hey, I, and this, this is dealt with in, in, even before 1822. Uh, this was a very, uh, so so there is, when you say it's not a milva, but their chov might be there. So you're going to hear the story and see what happens. Okay? So also, but one of the times that the, the Zyger family said was that we're Yarshim, and maybe our father paid you. Okay. So here was the story. Isn't the onus on... Uh, Oh, he would have to also make a shvur, right? This is a case of I mean, what? What's that? He's claiming that he never got paid. The halacha would be. So what? Have shvur, right? but, but again, here's the thing. If see, here's the thing. They from their taina, they don't taina. They paid him. They said we don't even know who you are, and we never heard about you. And even if what you're saying is true, we might have been paid. Have been paid. So in a way, they're saying. That maybe this ongoing commission, which he keeps getting. Uh, no, I think it was a one-time commission. But remember, if there's raglayim with other, if we can, if if when again, so let, let's let's think about this. Normally, let me let me just make my point again. Normally, Bezdin uh, is supposed to help the Yisomim out and say they don't know what was going on, so we have to tell in this case Schwartz, Zayger might page and. You have to prove that Zyger didn't pay you, or maybe you have, right? However, if when we, if what we're hearing from Zyger's side, excuse me, 
is that we don't ever heard about this guy. We don't know who he is. Um, and, as you're going to see in a minute, they're going to say there's no records in the books of any payment. So it sounds like they knew what was going on in the business. And they are basically claiming that there is no debt. Where is it that you can claim uh, for the Isomim that there was a debt, but the debt was paid? But if they say, lo lovisi, if the, if the other side says, we don't know who you are, and now we prove that there is a debt, then all of a sudden, we can't say, oh, maybe you paid. Because up until now, you were saying the debt didn't even, there was no debt, there was nothing. We can't turn around on a dime and now say, oh, maybe you paid. That's Allah by Yusomim. So hang on one second. Um, here was the story. I want to get you here. Okay. okay. So here's what it was. See where it says, Psak? Right there on the top. So, Tviya Kaspis May Schwartz, Neged Almona Perelzeiger, and her children, Gidon Vileya. Okay. So what is his claim? His claim is that my business was to find land for people. And I did find land. That wasn't his business, I'm sorry. What I did in this case was find land for uh, Zachariah in order to build Kiryat Tzadikei Rishon. Okay. I also have another thing that I did, was that I helped change the designation to a residential, residential that you can build something. Therefore, I want you to pay me. Would there be a document show on the second claim? There, there was no documents at all. Uh, now, but that to change status. Oh, so he says because oh, in other, in other words, that's good, Dave. In other words, do we can we go into the official records of, of, of the city and see that there was a change made? Only, only if the the person being there, you know, can prove that he was part of it. Right. Well, he's going to the, the change. They, you know, could have been done by the next. Okay. So here's what happened. What happened was, is that, and I, I made a mistake, I don't think it was Gido, I think it was uh, old man Zachariah, turned to his good friend, Mr. Benevitz. Again, all these names I somehow came up with, they're all people in my past somewhere. Okay, so Zachariah uh, turned to Benevitz, and Benevitz was the brother-in-law of Schwartz. Benevitz was the one that Zachariah knew. And in fact, later it turned out that there was documents. This is the reason why the case took on so long, because they found a document to Benowitz where Zachariah had said, I'm giving you two and a half, whatever it was, uh, two point, uh, two and a half, uh, 250,000 shkolim, because it was a very big thing. He was getting, two, he was getting 4% of, of, of what the land was worth. And he said, I want, I'm, I'm entrusting it to you, and you can, you're going to take care of any... Uh, situation had come up. It seems like what happened was that Benowitz did not share the money the way he should have. What happened was, I'm not, I'm not sure if Benowitz was still alive, but Benowitz was the guy who, 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 who the family knew. He says, can you find me some place to build a Kiryat? So Benowitz... Did Benowitz get money? Benowitz had money. So Benowitz turned to Schwartz. Benowitz turned to Schwartz. And Schwartz decided he knew that in the city, I made up this name, uh, Indod. It was sort of Ashdod, so I don't know why I didn't put Indod. <laughs> so uh, Benowitz turned to Rav Winkler. Rav Winkler was at that time the Rav of the of this little city called Indod. And uh, Rav Indod, Rav Winkler, 
uh, said, you know what, I think I have an idea for you. Because Rosh Moetzet, I guess they, this head of the city council in Indod, uh, Mr. Finkelstein, uh, is actually trying to get rid of a farmland. He's trying to get rid of a, a piece of, of land uh, perfect for farming. I think, this is the rabbi's idea, why don't we try to get uh, a Finkelstein um, to change it to a, uh, a new residential, maybe that'll work. So, uh, Schwartz tells Benowitz what he found out, and Benevit and Schwartz, this should be actually Rav Zacharia, go out. It wasn't Rav Gidon, it was Zacharia, uh, the old man, they go out to the place, and, oh, this will be a great place to build our new Kirya of Tzadik Erishin. Uh, and we need one thing to do it. We have to meet with Mr. with with uh, uh, Sarah Memshala Shapiro, who was the Sarah Pnin at that time. I guess the minister, the interior minister. If we meet with Shapiro, I don't know exactly what was what passed between them, but somehow we'll meet with Shapiro. We'll get the change done, and that uh, supposedly, according to Schwartz's side, they did that as well. Benowitz, Benowitz. Uh, Zeiger and Schwartz met with Shapiro and they changed it. Okay. Resounded. And they resounded. Um, now, the this was discovered later that Benowitz had received a huge amount and it seemed like there were some rabbis involved because Zechariah himself was a rabbi and that that was only discovered years later after the first time so this is why the case dragged down so long um, but when they first came to Bethlehem they didn't even know that Benowitz was holding so, on to so much money but um, uh, according to what they said they said uh, Benowitz said listen you can't pay me and not pay uh, Schwartz you can't just give me. Schwartz is owed money as well. That's the original claim in Besden. They knew about Benowitz. Benowitz, so therefore, according to what we know, you heard already from Zachariah Zeiger, heard from his good friend Benowitz, that the money that was given to him was not sufficient. There was still money owed, uh, commission money, that was owed to Schwartz. Two years later, uh, Zachariah had died. Now, you made a good point. It was only in uh, 1972 that Schwartz says, where's my money? By this time, uh, Zeiger, is, uh, the, the holdings of the company, well, we'll see in a second. So, he came to Bezda. She answered, first of all, I never heard of you. I never heard that there was any promise to you, Schwartz, for any money. Uh, she brought her lawyer. She brought who was a rove. And the rub said, I'm involved with this family for eight years. I never heard the name of Schwartz. And I never heard, I never heard anything about a meeting with, uh, with the interior minister. Um, okay. Then they've said that we all know that uh, this started being built by the uh, corporation that's called Sadike Rijan. And it was built, I guess it started, the building started in 1964, and there has never been a claim against a corporation for eight years. And this is the time, who said it before? Why didn't Schwartz come to and make a point up until now? Okay. Schwartz, I don't know. Um, also, they claim is there any that time you... Limit? Is there any time limit on things like that? No. Now, if you're owed money, you're owed money. 
there's not an, it's by a chazok of a land. There's an assumption that that if you don't hear anything that, that the person has bought it. But over here, the fact that an old claim comes up is not a, a sign of mechili. We don't say that uh, sure. he was mochel when he said um, when he said uh, You know what I'm saying? We don't assume that when he said tfilazaka in Kippur that Schwartz was mochel achol. The other thing that the Zeiger said, the Zeiger's claim that even this job supposedly of changing, even if it happened, he says ain't no dover mikzoi. This idea that you met with Shapira and you changed it, that's not what you pay for. That's a government thing. That's Indian Memshalti. That's something that's a government thing. Again, it has to do with politics. That's not like a, a service. It's one thing if you find a piece of land. Another thing if you meet with somebody in Shmuzin, that's not necessarily again, of course the Besden lobbying, lobbying is not a real right. the Besden rejected that. Also, um, he says just because you said a good word, that doesn't mean you get money for it. The other thing they claimed was that he's not even known to be a, a professional uh, a, a real estate agent. He's not even known to be that. That's not his job. Schwartz does, is not registered. He's not a metabach mitzoi. Okay. Um, all right. In terms of the company, at that time in 72, and then when the Besden started hearing this in 74, the first psaac only came down in 76, and this thing dragged out uh, all the way from 72. They didn't get a final psaac on this for about six years. Wow. Um, because all the information kept on being conflicted. But one of the issues, again, at this point, at the time of the first yeshiva of the Besden, the family owned 95% of the shares. In between the Almona and her two kids, they had 95% of the shares, and the rest of the shares was some other Jew. I didn't make up a name for him, but I don't know. Okay, you can make up a name, whatever name you want. Other Jew. Yeah. So... Um, so 95% of this is a family chevra. Now, they probably were quite wealthy because, think about it, they built a kiryat, sure. right? They built, right? And, and, and I and assume... they own 95%. What? And they own 95% of that. Okay. At the time, she had already... Now, she's, she admitted that her husband at one time owned most of it, but before he died, owed b'chayav, he gave... Most of the shares, I guess, before he gave most of his shares to his wife and children. Okay, as you can see, that uh, they they had to sit a number of times. The first thing they got was a letter from the the Choshevarov of of, of Indod. Is that what I called it? Yeah, okay. Rav Winkler. Okay, Rav Winkler. It's not Henry Winkler, I don't know, but somehow I got that name. So Rav Winkler. Um, gave his agents, <laughs> and again, this, he gave agents. He was, he was at this time already, it wasn't the rub of Indod anymore, he was retired. But he sent a letter to Besden, and he said the following. And this was a letter from Vinkler. Because you turned to me, in other words, that's the name of the Kiryu. Harava Manoyoch Zacharia. Zachrani Shemar Schwartz Til from Lebesi. I do remember way back in '62, in '63 when this was occurring in '63. I do remember that Schwartz called my house. You can see later, by the way. You're not going to get a chance today, but it, it turned out that he actually didn't have a telephone in his house. Sure. Somebody, like a neighbor, had a, a phone, and Vinkler remembered that he was called to the phone. And when I was the rogue of Indod. And they asked me if I knew about uh, a piece of land for Zachariah that wants to build a shichun. And I remember telling him 
that Finkelstein uh, is looking to sell some land and from the community. And there is a piece that could be good. So, and, and he also says, I remember that Schwartz got the people together. Meaning, he got Finkelstein and Zeiger together. But... Winkler, uh, Winkler should get a commission. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> that's right. Well, they actually, talk, they actually talk about that. Remember, Schwartz, yeah, the, Schwartz, he's sort of the third man in line. Because first it was Benowitz. Benowitz calls his brother-in-law Schwartz. Schwartz calls Rabbi Winkler. Rabbi Winkler gets the connection to Finkelstein. And then... Um, Schwartz is he's, be, he's better than Schwartz. Because the family at least knows Winkler. Well, they know of him. They know of him. They know of him. He's a rabbi. Was Schwartz, was Schwartz a politician? I don't know what he was. I'm not sure what he was. I didn't get much of a... They, they didn't... They, 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 the, the actual truth doesn't give us much information about him. Other he wasn't a real estate agent. That, we right, know that. Um, so that was the first aid. He didn't sell any, but Vinkler didn't say anything about meeting with Shapiro. Uh, then, and look how long this took. This was, again, Tufshin Lamedalit. We're only on page 4 of 38. Right. So, what happened? Well, I actually did a lot of stuff over here. So, actually, the second aid came. Okay, Kolev. Kolev Machapsen. Okay? I don't know why I came up with that. I have a reason why I came up with that name, but I don't want to share it right now. So Kolev was uh, a Ben Bias by, not by Winkler, he was a Ben Bias by Zachariah, the owner of the, uh, of the the man who started the whole company. He deserves some money too. <laughs> so he says that I remember that Schwartz was involved. So, a betrayal, so to speak. And I remember, so even though the wife and children said they don't never heard the name Schwartz, they found someone who used to eat by Zachariah, Ben Bias, maybe slept in the house. Again, Ben Bias is a loose term, but it was enough of an edus that Schwartz was involved. Well, just because somebody's involved doesn't guarantee them a commission anyway. But he remembered both the rabbi, both Rabinkler, and Kolev remembered that Schwartz was the one who connected uh, the corporation with the piece of land. The, the family's tiny they don't know this guy at all. Right. So they now have somebody that makes that connection. And it seems clear that he was who he says he was. He was so therefore he says, So we don't need, like I've said here, when we had uh, uh, some of the other shurim that we've done here, you don't need a guy to come to Besden personally. A letter from the old rabbi, uh, uh, two years, uh, six months later, the other person comes. That's enough to be called atheist. We don't need to have. It's an Ada Does that make a difference? No, because we're actually being. Mis- we're actually the best, and is actually using both of these together to say we have an umdana that Schwartz isn't a liar. That this thing that they were claiming. That we don't know who Schwartz is, there's no record of him, there's no evidence of him, this whole thing is correct. That's not true. So remember, Benson doesn't need the halach of real edus. The fact that the rabbi came in, the fact that the other person came, you know what? Schwartz isn't lying. And it sounds like they felt that Schwartz was the one who showed them the piece of land, and therefore he deserves, based on the custom, Two and a half percent from each side, or whatever it is, two percent, two and a half percent from each side. He deserves money. Okay, so. But the also, he's a, if he's not a real estate agent, he, he's not allowed to 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 uh, to collect real estate sure? commissions. Are you sure? At least in America. In America, that's that. Um, okay, so then the question was yes. maybe 
Uh, they're your shim. They don't know. Do we need to protect them? Maybe it was already paid. Maybe uh, uh, Zachariah didn't tell anybody about it. Zachariah didn't put it down in the records. Basically, the, the, the Besden goes through many pages trying to figure out that is there a client over that they didn't pay? And they say probably there was no payment. But maybe when it comes to timing for Yisomim, maybe you need to say even the most strange taina to protect them. That's part of what you do. So again, basically they work through, again, the Dine Torah and Eretz Yisrael, each one of them is sort of like a magnum opus. They go through all the possibilities. You know, we don't do that. In the Besan of America, we are actually instructed not to write big Megillus. They, in Eretz Yisrael, they get paid by the hour, but they actually do go through. It's very interesting. It ends up being a good thing to look at. But basically what they ended up saying was they go through the whole issue of what we will do to protect the Zyger family, and maybe we should say, even though this people don't know, you have to pay uh, uh, um, finder's fees. You can see a mishpat said, goli lakol, still, maybe we should claim that Schwartz maybe contacted, even though Schwartz didn't say this, maybe we should say Schwartz has contacted uh, did contact um, uh, Zachariah before he died, and Zachariah made up a payment plan with him. Maybe we should say that. So then the Bezin shuts the door, and I'll show you how they shut the door on this. They shut the door by saying, one second, what are we dealing with here? We're dealing with a corporation. This is a corporation. These aren't Yisselman. In other words, if it would be a question of Nebuch, we have to worry about Gidon and Leah, and we have to worry about the poor widow, um, Pearl. Pearl. Okay, but that, that's not who we're dealing with. Where do we have to go out of our way to protect the people who weren't part of the original deal when they are individuals and Nebuch, they are stuck with a situation that they don't know about? But if what we're talking about is a corporation, the corporation doesn't have protection from Besden. So here's what I meant when I said sometimes the corporate veil is actually a negative. In other words, if you would be, if they would be Nebuchadnezzar, so Besden would actually, in a way, think of the most outlandish way to get them off the hook. That's Besden's responsibility. But if what they are is a corporation, despite the fact that it's only three of them, so then Besden doesn't have to go out of its way to invent what could happen. We could deal with you and say, hey, the corporation owes the money. So this is uh, this is essentially what happened. Um, is, is that actually being on the being a corporation, as you can see, that it was incorporated in April 1962. That's when it was incorporated, and when this piece of this piece was bought in '63, it was bought by the corporation. In fact, but one second, you, you can't use the the, the corporation time in both directions. That it, it can't always be. You know that's right. So that's the best. So, so, so when you're time, when you're timing that you know you have to pay because you're the only one controlling it, or you're one of three principles that are controlling ninety five percent. That's why you would have to pay, right? By the other token, you know you can't time it backwards. Well, let, let, let me put in the words of the best themselves. First of all, it could be that. <laughs> it could be when did uh, Zachariah transfer most of the holding interest to his wife Peril it turns out that that might have even happened not before he died it might have happened before they bought Kiryat Rishon 
so it might actually be that at that point that uh, it was mostly perils anyway. Even if you want to say, right, she was she actually had at that time she was a majority shareholder. Um, so therefore, before he died, before he died. So therefore, it could be and that the Besdin said, "Kishapal Rabba Monach Zachariah." Even though he was the one that was buying the land, he was her shliach because since he had given her, this is what they discovered. He had given her a majority share in the company. So in a way, he was actually working for her, and therefore, even though she knew nothing about it, she's not Onebuch, the poor inheritor that knew nothing about it. She was actually the Baudin herself, even though she knew nothing about the company, because she was the owner of the company. At least she had majority stock in it. Um, and he says, Right? We don't need only be Yarshim with the Matsino came. It's only a din in Yarshim. It's not a din in a person who happens to be. So here we have a situation where, according to what they were claiming, we should get the protection because we don't know what our dad did. He ran the company. We don't really know. Sorry, that might be the reality, but the bending over backwards protection, you don't get if you are a company. So therefore, we're not going to time that maybe your father paid you. So therefore, especially, uh, uh, we should definitely say for the first sock was, go make a pshara with them. Really, we should make you take a shvua. You don't know what's going on. We don't like people to take shvuas because people aren't nizar in shvuas. So therefore, their psak was that they are they should make a pshara with Schwartz and pay Schwartz. In other words, so let's, let's review why. There was no Aegis, but there was a fall. Old man, old Rabbi Winkler and Kalev, that was enough to say Winkler is not a liar. I'm sorry, I'm sorry that Schwartz isn't a liar. That Schwartz is, is true, that he did find the piece. The, we, we have records of how much uh, it sold for. Let's go back to the minute I sell for him about how much you pay a, um, a, uh, a, a realtor, how much you pay that agent. So let's make some sort of deal and basically try to make a compromise with him. That was their first sock of the question. So I just want to... Um, uh, expand just one, uh, just four more minutes, just to expand something on this. Um, as I said, this was I mentioned the Ramadan Street earlier in the in the shir. So, actually, um, from the chuvas that you might have seen from Rabbi Tzvi Hoffman that I sent, it seems that in Germany, especially, uh, uh, the Rabbanim there were very involved in trying to figure out what is a corporation according to Allah. Um, what we have is interestingly is a record of a uh, of a capstone project like we have here in the yeshiva but actually a doctoral uh, sort of like in order to get smicha in the Hildesheimer seminary you needed to do two things first of all you need to take a bechina like every musmach does and uh, either oral or written on specific questions then you have to write three chuvas you have to write three uh, halachic Discourses, and you were given a question, and as a rabbi, you had to answer them. You couldn't choose the question. You were given right. You were given the question, and you had to write a minor. And the and then the the, the faculty within the Hildesheimer faculty in Berlin, the started by Rabbi Israel Hildesheimer, and had Rabbanim like Dovsi Hoffman, Rabbi Chiliak Weinberg. They would then read your shtickle tire, as we would say, read your tshuva, and they would decide whether you deserve to be a rabbi, because that's what a rabbi is supposed to do. 
So there was never a Rachel Weingart who died uh, in 1953, suddenly leaving three little Yosomen. He uh, was was um, uh, in 19. He was he escaped and was able to escape uh, the, before the war. But he actually wrote when he was a, a young man a his da his 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 smicha his smicha. Uh, and the question was, what do you do with a corporation? What is the music of a corporation in Aloha? And he wrote a an interesting Hesper, uh, which Diane Weiss quotes, even though Diane Weiss at that time, you know, Diane Weiss was one of the Gadoli Adar, he says, it's a very nice chuva that the, the boy wrote, and he agrees with it. So let me tell you basically what the point is. There's a difference between, and, and, and he says that we know there's a, a very famous machlek at the beginning of Sefer Vayikro. Whether what 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 is it between the tzibur and shutfim? We know that if you have a whole bunch of people together who own an animal, that's called a korban shutfim. And the halacha is that a korban every shutfim needs to do smicha on the animal. Okay, a korban tzibur like the tumid that's brought every morning and the tumid that's brought in the afternoon, that is a, a, a tzibur. What's the difference, really? Well, you could say that. Right, the korban seabor is paid for by a shekel. Everybody gives a matzah shekel that creates a korban seabor. But how about if everybody decides we want to bring a korban and everybody contributes and everybody contributes? Through, they make a, they make a collection. So the sheet of Rashi is it doesn't work. That if they decide to make a collection, if everybody in Klal Yisrael decides to make a collection, it's still a bunch of yichid. It's a yichid of six million. It's a carbon that's owned by six million people. It has a din of, an in, of six million individuals have bias in that carbon and ownership, and they would have to do speak of I, I would be a, would be a, 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 a nightmare to be able to deal with that. The Ramban, however, says that the same way when we give the magic of a matzah shekel, it's possible to again use the shekel, and what's created now is the musaf of a tzibur. A tzibur is bigger. Then a whole bunch of yichid. A tzibur is a, is, is a new identity. The identity of Klal Yisrael. And it's not so much you as an individual. Nafkamina would be, if Loyaleinu, let's say, <laughs> the people would, they, they would die out. They, those physical people would die. So we have a halacha, a zochen, and many other places, ain't tzibur meis. That a tzibur doesn't die. So even though the individuals that were part of the tzibur are no longer here, the animal is still owned by the collective. So Rav Weingart, this young man, says to him, that's what a corporation is. Now there, of course, it's, in other words, a corporation is a tzibur. The difference between a tzibur and shutfin. Nine million shutfin is not a tzibur. A tzibur has its own halachos. A tzibur is its own identity. Now, can you now say that the four owners of Kiryat Rishon have that same identity? In other words, why not? That's what Weingart says. If the same way, if the Ramban is right, that there's ways that we can create a tzibur, why can't that principle exist? In other words, from the Ramban, you see that that principle is not foreign to, to our, our understanding. And therefore, it isn't the individual. What it is, is the collective. And even though you don't have uh, the rights of an individual in it, basically, you're, that that uh, company is a company of a tzibur. And as a company of a tzibur, an individual cannot be sued, 
uh, individual, uh, his death doesn't lead to his Yorshim taking it over either, all right? It could be yes in this way because, you know, still he has an individual share, but it works that because he's part of the Tzibor, he gets individual benefits. But not that the individuals own it all together. Because he's, he, is, he has the right to buy into it. Anyway, if Weingart is right, once again, what? Yes. Remember, you get the benefits of the union. You don't run the union. You can't control the union. You don't. So again, so you, again, you have the benefits, and sometimes uh, what's you have what's negative. But here, in in, in, the, in this case, in the case that came up in Eretz Yisrael, if we use Weingart's ideas, so I think we could even again. You could say again, like like uh, Rav Dayan Weiss and Rav Moshe. Come on, these four people—that's not like a—that's a seaboard. Right? They, they create a new identity. We do find that Chazal allow, for example, certain kinyanim to to occur that they didn't even know about. Chazal and Baba Basra speak about a kinyan sitemusa, where you have uh, a person can be of himself to a davar shalobalolam a person because this is the way they do it. Uh, uh, so from it decided that when you when you when you put a mark on something that means you own it. Even the idea of a handshake. All of these things show you that Chazal understand that the world at large can be Kobea. So there's two svaras that Weingart says. One svar is even in Judaism we have something like a corporation. That's the Tzibur. We have Hektish. Like you said, can't be sued. There's no Dinavribus and stuff like that. Secondly, we as a community, and this is really what it comes to IDT in many ways, uh, for this year, is that we have to understand that there's a reality out there. And that reality out there is, is recognized by halacha. Halacha recognizes different types of kinyanim, situations that are not in the Mishnah, not in the Gemara, but came up and now became memorialized in the Gemara. Who I did if the world agrees to the corporate identity, and that is the way all business is done. So therefore, even al halacha, we might have to be mashabit ourselves to what the corporate identity is. It's not like a law that's meant to skewer uh, honest things. It's not a law against Jews. So as dina de malchusa, and more than dina malchusa, it's a reality that this is the minig asofrim. So the corporate identity then would have viability in halacha. So that would go against the psaac, of course, that that I was involved in those two cases, because then we wouldn't be able to to uh, be tovea, even if it's a small company like that. Okay, so Mitzvah next week we'll see where we're holding. Um, and uh, again, thanks for coming again. Uh, we'll see you. Very